going to VAR. They're checking. <laughs> hey, Connie. Check complete. Let's head over to the bar. Yo, 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 what to do, my peoples? We're back again with another episode of the Bar Bar Podcast. And it's your boy, Munu. I'm back. Um, as the boys may know, I've been away for a bit. Last time you heard of me was the last time uh, we lost to Newcastle. I had to take a sabbatical from football because Arsenal absolutely finished me. Um, but the break's been great. I'm back with my boys. Today in the building, we've got my boy, Toast. Come on. Active. Got my boy um, Weisenberg, my boy Drew, yes sir, and my boy Mace. Man, I it's, it's good to be back, boys. Um, I apologize for my you know um, time away, but it needed, man. As 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 gamble away say, when the fun stops, stop. And yeah, mm-hmm. Arsenal boys, <laughs> that that club finished me. But um, the season, what a week or two now is done. We've been straight back into into football action. The you know we've we've had Nations League now some semi some sorry not semi finals some friendlies um some South American games and you know this glorified friendly by UEFA called the final finalists or whatever it's called so you know um it's always a worry when the football season finishes that oh what we're we gonna do there's no World Cup well there's no World Cup in the summer let's wait to winter so we've got a quiet summer with um, not much football but we got we got straight into the action man um. I want to go straight to probably one of the most shocking results of the weekend or of, of, of the break so far, and that was England losing to Hungary, man. <sighs> Normal. Andy, I'm glad you you, you went straight there, mate, because um, you you said I think in the chat I was like England are whack, but you were quick to say it's Gareth Southgate. Yeah, man. I think I feel like Gareth Southgate has overstayed his welcome and. He's probably got given grace because of his, um, yeah, his World Cup finish from a few years ago. Where they, fi- I think England finished fourth. They lost the third and third and fourth round too, so they finished fourth, but they came for our semi-finals. Um, I think that's kind of given him grace, and obviously last year Euros as well, reaching the finals as well. We, yeah, I don't know if I want to give him that, but yeah, I think like Gareth Southgate is not a. Uh, a, a, a mastermind. He has a great crop of players, probably the best ever since the England things since when Goran Eriksson, since Goran Eriksson for sure. Um, but I feel like Southgate has a deeper crop of players to work with, and he just maintains this five for three at the back tactic, uh, playing like uh, Bowen out of position, playing Trent out of position. I mean. I don't think like he's the man to lead this generation of talent that England has, man. But I think England will 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 they will learn when they die in it. But do, do you have anyone in mind that you think should replace him? Or... <sighs> move on. I think like a I think like someone like a Brendan Rodgers. I know he's Northern Irish, but I feel like he's kind of done at club level, and I would like to see him take on this. Um, this England team with the way he plays, the way he can manage, like uh, you know, like yeah, decent, decent to good enough players, um, yeah, and he's also proven to be able to play well with three at the back, like uh, at I, Liverpool I, a few times. Because Southgate CV isn't isn't the best. Like I swear, has he not got relegation on his CV? Boy. 
bro. Was he was he a manager at Middlesbrough? I don't know, bro. He was manager at Middlesbrough. I swear he's got a relegation on the CV. So I don't know, man. He's been he's he's been he's been there for too long. But I don't know what Jake Toast, you know the Royal Britannia lads. I don't know what you guys think, but yeah, boy, yes. keep, <laughs> keep me out of that Royal Britannia chat, my guy. <laughs> you know, Britannia, you know what I mean? This weekend has been y'all weekends. You get me? So y'all speak, boy. Carl. Hey, I've not. <laughs> I, I'm not taking part in too many, well, any Jubilee festivities, put it that way, man. But that's a story for another day. In terms of um, an England manager, in terms of just international coaches in general, I actually, I've just always been of the opinion that after maybe maximum two major tournaments, it's time to kind of up. Like, that's just that's just how I've always kind of viewed it. That's my personal opinion. Um, obviously, um, obviously, the... Obviously the uh, Get get into uh, the final was obviously great and whatnot, but I mean, Southie, it's been England manager for some time now, and so I mean, I personally would like to see a new manager kind of come in just to freshen things up, man. Like, I mean, because it's one of those where with internationals, we all know that um, managers can sometimes have their favourite despite form, despite how well people are playing for their teams. Um, it. Can, yeah, it it, it it has an impact, you know what I mean? Like the fact that a manager will kind of have a vision and will kind of always just see things a certain Yeah, in my, in my opinion, it would be, it'd be good if we could get a new manager. Obviously, that's not going to happen any anytime soon or before the World Cup, obviously. I'm well aware of that. But I mean, that's just my, my two pence really on Southgate. I disagree with both of you. And my reason for this is that international football, like, it is purely results orientated. All you do is play cup football, like, especially for the major nations. Like, yes, you've got your qualifiers, but they don't really matter, do they? Like, the last time we didn't get out of the group was with the Wally and the Broly, and that obviously deserved a massive sacking. But his results speak for themselves. Like, getting to the semis of a World Cup was big, like, very big. He deserved to get to the Euros for that. He got us to the finals of the Euros. No other England manager's done that. I get the com- criticism about him completely, but my viewpoint's always had this, because I've had a lot of arguments about this, is going, give me a realistic replacement. Because someone like Brendan Rodgers, I think, completely agree with you. He'd be, a, he'd be a very good manager, but he's not realistic. He would hate international football. He only played once every two months. Like, mm. he, he couldn't deal with that. He's a guy that needs to be day in, day out working. Like To manage an international side requires a completely different temperament. So I understand the criticisms around South Bay, but it's a results-oriented business, and his results, like the two major finals he's had, have been pretty good so far. People love to poke holes in the runs that he's had and the teams that he's had to face in them, but you can't say that when he's not had any option to play anyone else, if you see what I mean. like It's not yeah, his fault that he's had easy run. So, I like I say, I understand the criticisms, but I think they are pretty harsh to be honest. Like, and you look at, like, let's go back to the Euros and we say Southgate's playing awful formation. Nobody played particularly good football in that Euros consistently. They think France should have walked it, lost to Switzerland, got absolutely decimated by them after being able to 2-0 up. Spain just passed the ball around endlessly, not really doing anything. They grew stronger during the tournament. Italy... I mean, the, 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 winners, the winners played brilliant football. They started off brilliantly, but you look, after the knockouts, they were mm, they were mm. dicey for me mm. personally. But I like to say, I think Southgate gets a harsh run of it because we all know come December, 
come November when this World Cup starts, all of England's going to be doing all the chanting. They're going to do the Southgate the one chanting. They're going to get up for it and they're going to get up for him. So, I mean, but they have to, haven't they? They have to. And like you said, that, that's a very fair argument. But I said that as well in Southgate's defence, that he's taken England to places where they haven't been. And obviously the next step is just winning winning a tournament for him, like from his point of view, I guess. Um, and he has, he has the talent to do it. And his style of play so far, he has been able to get into decent runs in tournaments. But I don't know, man. I don't know. I yeah. think England's downfall at the same way, even their successes at the same way their downfall will be at Southgate, Southgates as well. But yeah. I, think, I think you're right. To be honest, we don't really, ha- we don't, as a public, don't have a leg to stand on versus Southgate, to be honest. So, yeah, to be honest, I would, I would have to concede on that. But I don't know, man. It's, it's one of the things, like, it's, sorry to interrupt. As no, 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 soon as you get to the tournament, if we don't do well, then he deserves a sack. That, but that's the results oriented, especially the way he plays the football. If we, if we played attractive football, it would be a lot different. But like I say, I don't think a lot of international teams really do play that attractive yeah. style of football at the moment. So if he does well, brilliant. We're going to love him. If we go out before the quarters or even in the quarters, really, given the squad we have, then yeah, he's probably going to deserve the head on the block, which is a cut for a business, but you're the England manager. You've got to have, you got to be able to take that. Yeah. So on that, lads, because we're all making for some very good points there, because Andy, I can see why you feel um, Salgi should go. Jake, your backup argument is excellent. Um, are we saying now what's... I think I think we did have a conversation in some episodes way back, maybe even Euros time, like what's what's hard, what's easy, what's harder to win, sorry, the World Cup and Euros. I and mean, we said maybe the Euros is a better quality um, football competition. Um so what are our expectations for England in the World Cup? I know we're far, far away from it. As Andrew, you mentioned, we've got a great couple of players. Um, what, what, what's the minimum for England? Because what? We've had World Cup... England should be top, top three, man. Favourites, man, I think. <laughs> I, I think semis. Squad-wise. Squad-wise. Yeah, I, I'd say semis. I think if we just got to the quarters and got knocked out, that'd be a disappointment. The semis, at least we could sit there and be like, you've probably just come up against a great squad and it's just top four in it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I'd, I'd say semis quarters would be, I would be disappointed. Semis. I could at least take it. Semis and also third and fourth place. <laughs> Cause last time they got beat by Belgium. So also win that third and fourth place thing as well. And at yeah, least collect runs in it. That actually matters. Sorry, yeah. No, I mean, I was just going to say, it's hard to say that there's concretely like what, two, three, four better teams. So yeah, I completely agree with Jake that we probably need to be looking at minimum sem- semi, uh, quote unquote, successful run for sure. Jake, you were mentioning earlier, like um, internationals on what obviously it's results based, but let's go back to the game um, against Hungary. Um, firstly, can I just say that there was such a lack of respect for Hungary coming into this game. Um we won't talk about their racist fans. Um, it's quite sad to see that UEFA implemented a ban um, and allowing kids and their parents to come in. But yet, when players took the knee, they were booze, um, which is, again, just you have no words for that when you're thinking, OK, look, there's going to be a majority of young people in this game. But yet, um, the booze were there for the um, taking of the knee. The game itself, um, like I said, there was a lack of respect for Hungary. 
I remember the commentators saying, oh, Hungary have joined, as we, as we all know, the Nations League, how it works, is like, what, three stages of groups, um, and all the best are like Group A, and Hungary got promoted into this Group A. And in the group itself, it's England, Germany, Italy, I believe, and yeah. then Hungary. Yeah. And they were like, oh, yeah, Hungary are probably going to finish fourth again um, in this group, as they did in the World Cup. And um, at the moment, as it stands, Hungary are top. And um, everyone else has either one point or, like, England, zero. So I feel there was, like, a big lack of respect for Hungary going into this game. But more worrying is obviously the fact that England couldn't even score a goal. Um, we can't even say there's been, like, a break in play. I know the season is tough. Um, people had, obviously, cup finals. But they were just so poor. Um, Harry Kane was poor. Um Gerard Bowen, though, like Andy, you said um, he was played out of position, but big up yourself, um, Bowen. You were fantastic on his first debut. Um, was he good? Was, yeah, yeah, man. He I didn't was, watch it, but I saw I saw people on Twitter saying he was he looked he, was, he looked he out was of sorts. He was meh. <laughs> he was meh. Like, like, bad bunch. He I think was meh. Oh really? <laughs> okay, okay, fair enough. I'll take that from Jake, but he was he wasn't he was meh. But, yeah, but, but Shalom, he did the best he can. Like you know, there's enough. a lot. Of Having your first debut for England, never being in any. This is the weirdest thing I find as well. Um, Bowen, who's a bit older than Justin from Leicester, was it Justin? I think his name. Yeah. Um, yeah, James. Johnson. Yeah. They both have come straight into the senior team. None of them have even played um, for the under twenty threes, under twenty ones. Guys, quickly, what, what do you guys think about that? Do you feel like the players should work their way up, or is it okay if you just bring someone up straight to the senior team? If you're good enough, go to the senior team. It's as simple, simple as that. I don't think that's complicated. You don't need to work your oh, way up. Yeah, you need to have words with Southgate, mates. How's he dropping ESR to the under-21s, bro? Because they're better players that have been <laughs> consistent, like Bowen, hence why ESR has been dropped. It's simple as that. I feel like people want to just create issues out of nothing without using their head. Come hey, on. That's what I'm here for in as host, brother. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think Bowen had a very... I feel he had a good game. Like Jake said, he was the best at the um, terrible bunch. Did all he could. But yeah, England just lacked it. And um, it's quite concerning now because obviously this Nations League is just to make friendlies more exciting. But they've got Germany next. Um, away. That's not going to be an easy game to go into. So coming off our earlier conversation, this could be the first real test for Southgate because... We, we, let's be realistic. There could be an opportunity for someone else to come in between now and December or November or so when, when World Cup starts. There's, there's plenty of time. What so, do you mean? Another manager? Yeah. Like, uh, nah, nah. It's uh, too man, late now. Yeah. You, you have to go. Ride Southgate. You have to. Like, you're not. Especially because if you think about it, so Southgate would survive this international period, obviously. There's not another one, is there? Or is there maybe one more until the World Cup? You're not going to yeah. put a new manager in now and give him yeah, literally no. two weeks. Before. He he needed to use that game to just be a little bit braver. You know, that's all I wanted for him. Just say, okay, cool. Let's just attack. Let's be brave. He wasn't brave. Well, he doesn't do that. He, he's never brave. When is he brave? He's, this, he never is. This, this, this is the point. You don't if have. If you can't a, be brave against Hungary, what what are we doing? You don't buy a Porsche and drive in the slow lane. It doesn't. It doesn't work. Tell him, bro. Come you see what up. I mean? It does. It doesn't work. If you have a, a a squad that's really good, young, the young squad, skillful squad, be brave 
at least if that's not what you want, try it to see. And then you can think, okay, I've done this and it, it didn't work or it worked. Then we, we can use this experience to go into the World Cup. Be brave. That's all we are wanted. Because England, what watching England is like watching paint dry in most situations. You know what's going to happen. You just, you can call it. But can you just be brave? He wasn't brave. He paid for it. We move on. Yeah, I, I, I definitely hear you with that, Shalom. Um, because it was actually boring to watch that game. You were thinking, do you know what? England actually woke up after they went, um, the, after Hungary um, scored. Yeah. Yeah. They actually woke up a bit and it was just too little, too late. Um, quite concerning, like you said, you want them to be brave. This is the one game that he should have been brave because right, it's hungry. Like, we were disrespecting hungry before the game, but yeah, this is a chance when you know they're the weakest side in the group, and now they've did a smash and grab. All right, you know, some people may say the penalty was a bit harsh. I think it's a penalty all day. Reese James just lost his man, he's taking him out. Whether the man had the ball or not, it's it's still a foul in the box. So when people are trying to say it was harsh, I'm not here for that. It's a pen. Um we move. But like we said, we'll move on to um, the next game. We'll see how England get on against Germany. It won't be easy. Um, in the other matches in the group, obviously it's Germany, Italy. That was a 1-1 draw. So um, a chance for someone to you know, pick up some points again. Um, who knows, Hungary might be the team of the group. Um, we'll see, we'll see. Andy, I'm going to go over to you because obviously, you know, our resident international, um, the Netherlands, um, boy, they came with some fire, bro. Um, they beat Belgium 4-1, um, which which asks a lot of questions. Like, who's your current manager at the moment, sorry? Louis van Gallis. Um, is this just them at their best or a poor Belgium side? Because we, we all know Belgium are probably one of the best, but coming to their end of their peak, I feel, with a lot of players coming. I think Belgium has, like, the same issues that um, England has with Southgate, where they had, like, Roberto Martinez for several tournaments, and in, in those tournaments, he's done niche. Um, so, yeah, like you said, they're coming to the end of their, yeah, their cycle. This World Cup for this particular group is, is like their last hurrah, but I mean, if you if you had a look at the Belgium and Netherlands game, both teams were missing like players. I think Belgium more so than than us, but there were still like good 11s opposite each other. And uh, yeah, uh, no, I mean, I feel they were both strong lineups. Yeah, um, they were both strong lineups for sure. But I think like um, Belgium, who did, who did they miss? They missed like um, I mean, they had Hazard, Lukaku, T-Bow. they had Mignolet and goal. They missed Thibaut. Uh, they missed, uh, I think, someone else in midfield as well, but I can't can't put my finger on it. Um, and then with us as well, we missed, like, a few. But, like, there were still two good 11s, um, especially from a Belgian point of view. And, uh, yeah, we done the first half. Um, first half, we, we blazed them. The thing is, we only scored one goal. And then in the second half, we started off well. Um, they played good as well, to be honest, in the second half. But we just made most of our chances in the end and then yeah con- considering like their con- considering um belgium's like lineup i mean i i checked the lineups before the game i didn't actually catch the game why do you think it was such a disparity like because i mean that was that, that looked like a really strong lineup to me yeah no nah, it was um i feel like i don't know we just yeah 
we just blew past them, especially in the first half. Romelu Lukaku got off injured early in the game, like half an hour. Um, he wasn't on it, and then <laughs> yeah, from there, from there on in, it was just <laughs> as soon as as soon as Bergwijn scored, um, it was a go, man. I was going to touch on that as well because obviously his struggles in the Premier League, but obviously he still he seems like he's still starting games for um, Netherlands. He obviously got a goal, played well. You know what? Yeah, I'm looking at him. You know, hey, if my name leaves, I'm looking at him. Hey, stop. <laughs> nah, brother. The thing is, St- Stephen, he's very unlucky that he has like son ahead of him. I think that's what it is, and that's what that's what. Um, yeah, he's 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 been saying that as well. That like the the manager doesn't even look at me because as long as son is fit, I'm not having a go. And I think even after son, um, Lucas is the next up. So he's even behind Lucas to come on. So it's a bit peak for him. Well, you rather have him at Liverpool. But for Holland, when you see him play, this is it's, it's a different Bergwijn. He plays Mad. up top in a foot in a in a like two up front with the pie. Uh, cool. but he mostly comes off from the left. Uh and he, you know he, he missed I... he missed crazy in that orange shirt, man. Like I like I like what I'm seeing. And he has uh, a goal scoring I... touch as well. I hear where you're coming from, Andy. And I can, this is kind of the subject we've been talking about in this podcast today. It's a manager. I feel if Bergwijn has the right manager, I feel... He he's not done, man. Time. Honestly, he's I not, agree. He's not done at all, exactly. He's not done he at all, man. The right Bro. managers. Yeah, yeah. And then he scored like four, four, four internationals back to back to back um, in pretty difficult games as well. So, nah, I don't think he's done, man. Um, someone that's not exactly someone that's not starting regularly for their club team, but still being able to help out internationals as, as we know, which never comes often. That's crazy for me. So it's you know, not, yeah, bigger. Not, so yeah, we'll light, see. Um, let's stay with these two teams because we are mentioning as Andy's mentioned that he'll take Bergwijn. There's some players both in the Netherlands and um, Belgium that are linked. We're going to start over. Unfortunately, the United boys are still um, not about. You know, it's been a tough season for them. But um, Frankie um, De Jong, he's been heavily linked to United. Um, however, then you hear Barca saying, no, 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 he's not moving. What do we think about this rumour, guys? Is is it going to happen? Will it happen? Is is, is, it, is it good move for him? Um, I'll take this on because like, the United boys were actually quite vocal on this, especially Chad. I, I really agreed with him because he was bringing up the point because a lot of the rumours are saying that United want Frankie. Barca realised that he's one of their most sellable sorry, assets and could really help out given the fact that we all that we'll know about their fin- financial situation. God, I can't speak. Um, And the only, thing, is, <laughs> the only thing that's um, hurting them is the fact that Frankie doesn't really want it. He wants Champions League football. He wants to play for Barca. And Charles was making the point that if he doesn't want to go and you're having to persuade him and convince him, which let's face it, lads, it's going to be financially. Like you're probably going to be giving him a bigger package that you shouldn't be going, that United shouldn't be going for him, which I really do agree with. Like if you kind of have to take this much convincing to join you, he's not going to come in and be excited to be there. Like you're starting off on a wrong foot already. Like you're going to be almost like, Trading on nails, like try, trading on eggshells, like trying to make sure that everything's given to him. So, do I think it'd be a good move for United if he wanted to go? Absolutely, hundred percent. I think it'd be a great midfielder for him. But if you're going to have to put in that much effort just to get him in through the door, 
imagine what it's going to be like managing him day to day. What happens if United have a bit of a bad spell this season? Like, is he going to rise above it or is he just going to fall down like this United team seemingly does at the minute? So, is it, is it going to be another Pogba situation where we're paying you X amount so we, we demand the world from you? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. 100% agree, man. 100%. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't at this time, like, especially given the amount of money they're going to be putting on him, like, just find people that want to be there. Like, we know that you have to restock your central midfield department, but if he's not the one that genuinely wants to be there and take on this challenge and take on that shirt, don't I think, bother. I think, I think this Frankie de Jong thing is extremely, is, it's not black and white, isn't it? It's extremely difficult. On one hand, I understand where um, Char comes or, or what you've just been explaining fully. Like, I get that. Obviously, United have also been on record to say like that they want to move away from that particular business model that they've been doing previously. Um, however, obviously, uh, Barcelona are willing to sell because they, uh, yeah, they feel like, like you said, they're the most sellable asset in terms of income. And also, they're, they're not really feeling Frankie de Jong like that. It's only like Matt for the team to Frankie um, where, the, where the difficulty comes in is that Frankie does not want to move and like his, 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 uh, his missus doesn't want to move neither so they both want to be stay at Barcelona Barcelona is also like his childhood club so that is going to be the difficulty in United trying to convince him. Where I feel like, though, where Uni- why United should still try is because, one, Frankie de Jong is a midfielder. It's a, it's a deep-line playmaker that they absolutely need. He's like the... the, the uh, They just need him. They've identified the type of uh, DM that they need, and he's, he, fits, he fits it. And even when you look at United right now, they need someone that takes the ball off Maguire and or overrun whoever that is, and just play makes from deep, or even drives with the ball, can keep the ball, um, can attack, can help out in defense adequately. So, you know, someone like a Frankie de Jong is needed. Something that would work for United as well is Eric Ten Hag, someone that he's worked with before, someone that he likes, someone that speaks the language. So there are a few things where I feel like, as long as you're not getting a no, and I'm, I'm just putting my sales hat on here, United should try fuck it <laughs> that's this this is where i'm coming from you should try and persuade him no matter what i know you want champions league football i know you want the sun sea beach living in the barcelona hills but they don't want you you have to basically you have to sell the project if they if they came if they come into us and they're selling and they're saying that we want to we want to sell him this is the noise you're hearing from your childhood club what you know do you do you want to stay there no you don't so come to us it's techie, bro. So it's very techie. So I don't know what's going to happen there. Um, it's going to be ultimately Frankie's decision, I think, because he's under contract. So it's literally going to be his decision. So up until from now till thy kingdom come, if United really wants him, <clears throat> have that package ready, that financial package ready, and have your bars ready, man, because it will take a lot of convincing. But they need, to, if, if it's not a no, which I don't think Frankie has categorically said no yet, you need to keep going, man. All right, um, I'm gonna start locking the door because I'm not getting involved in any transfer talk for Arsenal this season. So, Tosin, <laughs> you man are up for this one. Um, <laughs> on the Belgium side of things, I think you know this is coming. 
Arsenal, as you know, I may have seen on Twitter and what, <laughs> and Shambaz sources, um, are being heavily linked to Yuri Tulemans. Um I mean, before that, man, Toast, your franchise coming home. <laughs> it confirmed today. Yeah, we yeah we got we got to start with that, man. I was not gonna lie, I was nervous, kind of uh, waiting for the, obviously the interview to come out. But uh, yeah. yeah, man, obviously the franchise piece. Um, we're gonna come back because we'll look at the France one, Mace. So don't worry, we're gonna cover that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's stick to um, Yuri quickly. Um, what are you boys saying there? Um, it's it's a one hundred percent yes for me. I think um, at this point. Um, beggars can't be choosers. Um, Tielemans definitely is like a player that I've liked the moment he, I think he first came to Leicester. I think, well, I think it was initially on loan and then I think it was made permanent. Um, I've always liked him as a player. I think he'll bring a lot to our midfield. Um, I know there's been like a running meme surrounding the fact that, uh, he, and he can't run and all of this, blah, 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 blah. But, um, I also saw a stat which kind of, uh, basically debunked that, that, uh, myth that he's apparently like uh, doesn't like really have that much energy in the midfield. I think he's techie. I think he's um he brings a lot to Leicester's like play. Um, he can kind of do it all. Um, extremely good. for me, it's an immediate upgrade in our squad. Um, yeah, and he always as well. I always say the best ability ability is availability. I, I mean, so yeah, I'd say for the moment, in comparison to some of our midfielders who are just always injured. Um, yeah. It, it, Welcome addition, and whether or not we actually get him is um, a completely another thing. Because I mean, personal Twitter when it comes to transfers, like unhinged, and it, it really pisses me off. Very little attention to it. Like my 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 rule really is unless I see them doing it, I don't really buy into it. So yeah, I'm not going to get my hopes up on this one. But for me, it'd be an app in terms of getting Tielemans. Yeah. Shalom, you co-signing that one? Yeah, 100%, to be honest, man. Um, funny enough, I was watching an Arsenal game. Remember the game against Inter when we went to their home and slapped them, what, 5-1? Remember that game? Mm-hmm. Um, it dawned on me that um, for Arsenal to take a step forward, we need to play with men. We, the, the days of trying to win things with kids are done. We need experienced, grown men to play football. And I do call sign that particular sign of Yuri Tillisman. And I think that's a good, good step. If we can get him, that would be a great step. So, yeah, I do agree with what everything Toast said. So that was nice and easy. Now I'm going to give you, man, your time. Um, although they lost their game. Um, and before we go into it, I just want to give some flowers to um, Denmark. Because people are not seeing what they're doing right now. I, I don't know the last one. I, th- I think they've got some record about having not lost a game for a minute. Um, they are probably one to watch, man. Um, they went away to play France, came out as winners. Um, however, as the boys alluded to earlier, we had some good news. And Mace, um, I'm going to now give you the chance to give that good news to Tosin. Mace, oh, Toast, Toast, give that good news to everyone, man, <laughs> about me. Toast, go ahead, tell tell everyone. Yeah, the franchise is coming home, man. Um, got two years in the making now. Um, yeah. I, I've, man, I've put a lot of hope in this guy, so I'm obviously kind of really hoping that he can kind of come in straight away and, and hit the ground running. Um, he's obviously had some really good experience in France them, the past two seasons, um, at St. Etienne and... Um, and yeah. Yeah, I'm. Ju- I'm just really excited to kind of have me have, have come into the team. 
Um, I tracked him like very, very closely to, um, at the beginning of the season. Um, I kind of like fell off in terms of like trying to watch his games every week as the season kind of progressed. I mean, all the, all the, all the updates that I was getting, I mean, every, every kind of clip that I'd, I'd seen in terms of his progress with um, Marseille, like this season has been great. He was, he was obviously a young player of the France, I believe, got into the um, Liga um, as well. So yeah, man, I mean, I'm excited to kind of see him come into the team. Um, definitely like the physical attributes you kind of want from a centre-back. Now, there really is no excuse to, to say he doesn't have the experience because, I mean, I saw um, a quote from him quite recently saying that the reason that he was sent on loan was to kind of get this core experience. Apparently, he wouldn't have got in the team ahead of Ben White and Gabriel. That's fine. There's nothing we can do about that now. It's in the past. He's been on loan. We're, we're fifth. Um, all we can focus on is the, what, 2022-2024. Hopefully, with. Saliba as a starter because I mean from like I said from what I've seen I, I put him as our best centre back right now ahead of Gabriel ahead, ahead of Holding ahead of Ben yeah I mean, hope, hoping hoping for a lot you from the kid man you actually even still try to compare him with Holding I would have never put Holding in the, <laughs> <laughs> boy, the less that said about that Holding boy bro um, yeah on this it's really good news to hear man because I've said it anyways he's <laughs> In my opinion, he walks into our team because that white, I mean, I've not said much, but I've never been a fan, to be fair. You know, I won't get onto white about his price tag. I've just never been a fan. I, I see him working well with Gabriel, although we see Gabriel has his moments, which I feel he's improved. Um, Gabriel was a bit shaky, but he's improved. Um, but yeah, man, what I want is competition for places. Yeah. There's one thing I noticed with Arsenal, players get comfortable. We're like, oh, yeah, I'm an, I'm a star. I won't have to ever lose my position. So Manu, I want competition for places. Go, go on, mate. Sorry. I can't lie. I My measuring stick is the Prem because the Prem exposes a lot of, of footballers. Um, I want to see him against the likes of Liverpool, Chelsea, City before I make my decision because... Yeah, that's basically what I'm just going to hold my tongue with Saliba. I know he's a good, very, not very, but he's a good defender until he touches the Prem and plays against the Prem ballers, the boys that won't give you space, that will chase you down. And, you know, now they'll, they'll be at your neck. I want to see him when the pressure is at his neck. How good is he? Then we can talk because it's not easy at the Prem. So I'm very happy he's here. Clearly he's done well in France and he's back. Let's see how good he is. Then then we can now discuss um, Saliba. But welcome. Welcome, man. As Toast. I, I know Toast is going to be lining up when he gets that new number. Be, <laughs> this guy's never bought an Arsenal top for a while. I know Toast is going to get that. <laughs> Funny guy. Ready to pick up. Ah, oh, man. So... Moving on to uh, other games that have been happening up and around the world. Um, just more recent, actually. Um, Wales have qualified for the World Cup. As you know, there's been a delay in this because Scotland were meant to play um, Ukraine. We all know what's happening in Ukraine. So that game got postponed and was played, I think, on the same day as the England game. Also on Wednesday night, sorry. Um, Ukraine beat Scotland, so unlucky Scotland. Um, who are now out uh, and won't be in the World Cup. So that's good news for you, Mace. Tierney won't have to worry about getting injured. Bro, they're pointless, boy. Pointless, pointless country. But yeah, proceed. (laughs) Um, Then, yeah, Wales went on to play Ukraine in this final for the last spot 
in the World Cup. Um, Jamie Gull, um, but it was GB9 or GB11, whatever number he plays for now. Gareth Bell came up clutch. Yamalenko, I don't know what he was doing, if anyone saw the game. Um, it was a freak deflect, well, not even a freak deflection. Yamalenko, it was a free kick from Bell. Yamalenko tried to head the ball. We don't know where he was trying to head it to. Heads it straight into the goal. Um, me speaking like this, match fixing, because there was no need for him to go for that ball. But anyways, Ukraine are out um, and Wales go through. Um, the manager's come back off a Champions League final. Um, he's cooked his fifth um, champs. Gareth Bellman, Mr. Wells, um, this could be his final year, um, taking him to the World Cup. Toast, I know you're a big fan, man. Big fan, man. It's crazy because obviously he's really not got a look in uh, for most Real, obviously towards the latter end for sure as well. But, they, uh, man, yeah, deflected goal or not, it always comes up clutch for Wales, always comes up with the big performances, man. So, can't say enough about him. And yeah, he genuinely loves to play for his country. Obviously, you know that like, the damage he did at, um, was in yep. 2016, take, getting them to the semi-final, being a really influential player in that game, obviously scoring a, a good free kick. So yeah, man, uh, looking forward to seeing Wells in a World Cup, obviously led by um, G. Bell, obviously Ra- Ramsey. Um, yeah, good good quality players, man. A couple of shooters here and there. Obviously, I've, I've always been a big fan of Harry Wilson as well. Um, I didn't particularly do much, but for sure... I mean, this is just another milestone for Bell, man. So, that's the Wales. Yeah, I think it's the first World Cup since 1960-something. So, it's, it's definitely been a minute for them. Um, happy day for the country. Obviously, commiserations to Ukraine, everything that's happening in their country. They gave a good fight. Um, but, you know, all good things might, must come to an end. Um, but we'll see what Wales do because it's just one of those teams that make a lot of noise but don't really do much. Um, no offence to any of our Scottish listeners I would have probably rather had Wales in there than Scotland um, just Wales play, play better football um, we want to see some quality football coming into this so yeah man um, big up Wales now I must start getting controversial okay <laughs> <laughs> and some people ain't going to like to hear this and I'm <laughs> speaking to Andy because I know um, he's going to have a lot to say about this Early in the week, we had this new competition created by FIFA, not FIFA, UEFA. I like to call it the glorified um, final, uh, friendly final, sorry. It, I think it was named the Finalissima. I, I can't even pronounce Finalissima. it. Finalissima. you got to do yeah. it with like, the Italian hand gesture as well, mate. Come on. Sorry, Jay. Gosh, I'm meant to get some Duolingo after this. Um, so this game is the winners of... Um, the Euros and the winners of South America. How it came about, I really have no idea, but it was a thing. Managed to secure myself some tickets. Um, coming into this game, obviously, Team Ronaldo, I would have loved to see Argentina get the L, but, you know, my head was telling me Argentina win, heart was telling me Italy win. Um, Argentina did their damn thing. How was Messi set- live, in, live in the flesh? Be honest, man. On wax. Yeah. Hey, Jesus, what the works? How was he live in the flesh? Hey, you know them ones right? when you're, you're trying to hate, but you can't hate. <laughs> Bro, I saw highlights, yeah. He was doing bits, man. I was like, oh. This man, yeah. <laughs> and then last time I saw Ronaldo, um, Arsenal beat United, didn't it? And I'm thinking, <laughs> <laughs> Andy, why do you have to do this to me? Bro, yeah, you man. 
that Leon, yeah, he's, he's different gravy, boys. <laughs> cool, bro. I'm gonna take my Ronaldo hat off and say, Leon Messi, yeah, bro, you can't get close to that guy. I see bad man on him trying to stop him, but yeah, you know what? I've seen him in the flesh. Nah, it's actually um the second time I've seen him or third time I've seen him in the Barca days. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, so messy. Different gravy, bro. Yeah, I mean, he he is another level, and yeah, I mean, rightly so. Argentina deserve to be winners. Um, and quickly on that on Messi Martinez, um, the keeper that's not as good as Aaron Ramsdale. Um, he came out and said, "With Messi, anything is impossible." Is, is possible? Sorry, um, and he's basically saying he backs them to actually go on to win the World Cup, which would really finish the debate because you know. People are now saying Ronaldo and Messi are tied in international trophies now. Um, even though I do believe this is a glorified friendly, um, it is what it is. But Argentina at the moment haven't lost a game like 32 matches, which is incredible to when you think about it. Um, again, on the topic of managers and internationals. so They have every chance, man. They have literally, like, their, their squad now is extremely well balanced. And I think that will kind of, like, suit... Um, yeah, the architect Messi a bit more rather than having like st- stars all around him, which yeah. don't know what they need to be doing other than like look for Messi because now they have like Lautaro Martinez, they have Jabala, they have Di Maria, they have you know, they're not not necessarily superstars or stars within their own right, but they're good enough ballers to carry them through. And they're, they're one of the four favorites, man. They're oh, I, no. I, would, I would say Argentina, Brazil, France, and um, England. The four favorites. Yeah. No Higuain to do some stupidness when you're putting <laughs> when you're putting through um, to score. Um, and I think that's exactly it, Andy. Um, Argentina have now actually got a good basis. They've got a good squad. Um, you've got experienced players, and you know players that get into their peak of their life. Um, you definitely got to watch that space for Argentina. But yeah, they they came out winners over a very poor Italy, by the way. Um, I, I don't know what's happened since that Euros um, win. I think it's, it's just gone downhill. Um, from not being able to qualify to the World Cup by getting knocked out by North Macedonia um, and then just getting set um, at Wembley against um, Argentina where they just won the Euros. So, scary times for Italy. I know they had a youngster score the other day, Andy. Um, I told so, I don't know, someone we put a tweet out um one of, the, one of these youngsters has made his debut to Italy. Um, was it a black assist? guy? I think he got an assist, was it? Got an assist, yeah. yeah. So the, 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 I think Italy are now in a transition um, because a lot of the players are coming to end of life, football-wise. Um, yeah, they need to leave that, le- 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 need to leave that Chiellini go, man. It's time, yeah, it's time to go, man. That was actually his last game. Um, I was about to allude. He's oh, really? Like, oh, good. Yeah, that was his final game. <laughs> That's a good it's time, man. Yeah, he's um, going. He's going to MLS, any? Yeah, by <laughs> that retirement league. Um, but yeah, it was a good game, and yeah, just good to see Messi in the flesh. Um, Argentina just just doing bits, man. Um, let's actually go to South America because I think Andy, you, you did mention Brazil. I mean, when we talk about South America, it's more or less those two teams really that are pushing for it. Um, I think. I don't know about you guys, but Brazil always seems to just underachieve for me. Um, 
do do we think this Brazil current crop, you know, um, your Martinelli, your Richarlison's, Neymar's, um, a bit like Argentina, Andy, they're, they're, they're getting a good foundation of good players. But their foundation is good, man. Yeah. If you look at a player for player, their foundation is a bro. A squad. They got they got a squad. Even like a second squad, even. You mentioned Martinelli. He probably doesn't get in the first team. Um Gabriel, the, the other Arsenal player, doesn't probably also doesn't get in the first team. Um keepers, Allison and Edison, it's like choosing it. Which one today? Okay, you you go next game. Like it's bro, their team is nuts. And I feel like um, I think with Argentina as well, they've got like a mad unbeaten record as well. So they're a, they're a team to watch, man. I feel like, <laughs> yeah, I feel like they can do it. But obviously, they need their main man on song, which is Neymar. Um, is he gonna is he gonna is he gonna lead them? Let's see, man. But Argentina, man, just check just check the check the players, bro. It's mad. <laughs> it's mad. <laughs> I definitely think... Oh, Argentina, be- sorry, Brazil, Brazil, Brazil. Yeah, even, even yeah. With both teams, I think it's going to be a lot closer than we think. Um, and yeah, it's, 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 it's going to be good because I do feel um, this World Cup, regardless, it, it bothers me that it's in winter. It's just going to feel weird. But I think we sh- we were, we're in touch of um, some high-quality football. Um, Muni, did you see Vinny and uh, Richarlison go close to fighting in the training yeah. ground? <laughs> I don't know how serious, you know. It looked serious. I mean, Richarlison was... Some- I don't know, it looked playful, but I need to see the video, really. I only saw, like, pictures. Yeah. People are trying to say... I mean, I mean who, who knows the, the background to it, but... Um, People are saying they're joking about the Champions League or something. I don't know, but um, it'd be interesting to see where, where it stemmed from. Sure, have you actually seen the video? Because like, Toast no, no, I haven't. Was, I haven't. I haven't. Just like Toast, you just saw the pictures of it. But like Toast said, yeah, it looks like um, Richardson is, is smiling. So I don't know, man. We probably need to um, find out more whether that will come out. Um, we'll see. We'll see. But the World Cup is not near. Um, it's far away. But I think we will have, like I said, a good competition. Um, I'm not sure how I feel again at it being winter. I just don't know if I'm going to Bro, it's historic, man. First ever winter tournament. It's historic, man. It's historic, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I I agree. I think the players themselves, they're really looking forward to this one. Because it's like it's it's being played in November, December. It's the first quote-unquote winter World Cup. Obviously, the only only blip on this is is being held in Qatar and and the circumstances and everything. Yeah, um, that's the only downside to it. But yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a good one, man. Games are gonna be played in the morning again, like two thousand and two, Korea, Japan. If you were looking yeah. for that, yeah, watching games, watching watching your England games or the Holland games. Sorry, Holland wasn't even there. Like watching the England games at school. You know what I mean? Oh, that was fun. <laughs> Bro, it's gonna happen again for these youngsters, man. So it's exciting, man. Yeah, it is to be honest. Because Munu, if they played it at what June, May, it will be too hot to play. So it had to be obviously because of the country. Yeah, I, I get that. I get why it's in winter, but you know, we know FIFA and their corruption. Corruption. So the lesson. This is why the season is starting earlier, zone. It they're not even getting a great turnaround. These players, man, because preseason is starting in two weeks again. I think the season is starting first week of August. Um. Yeah, 
Champions League as well. It's starting very, it's earlier than September, I think, as well. So yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know how this season in terms of club football is gonna go, but so what if you think about what the year we've had, COVID and whatnot, um, the season could we now potentially see injuries leading up to it? Because if you're making them start early, more games early, bro, not, people gonna people are gonna get injured for this World Cup, isn't it? Like yeah. there'll be key players missing. Hopefully not, but it's gonna happen, man. Hey, yeah, we, we pray we have no big injuries, man, because we want to see some good football. Um, but yeah, only time will tell. But yeah, that's it for today, lads. It's been a pleasure. Um, I know some of us are still hanging from the Jubilee weekend. Um, <laughs> the Royal Britannia Donnies, bro. Hey, <laughs> if I speak, yeah, certain man have not touched yard since Thursday, so <laughs> <laughs> not touch yard, bro. They've been active, yeah. That's People what we like really to hear, man. People have definitely made um, use of this um, double bank holiday weekend. But for our listeners, congratulations again to the person that won um, the the fantasy. Um, we will be giving you that contact throughout the summer. Obviously, like I've been saying, there's no internet, there's no tournament football. So we'll be just giving you all the content. Get ready for next season. Get your fantasy teams ready. Um, as you know, Saliba's coming in. Tell me, is he coming straight into your team or what? Boy, he's going to be there game week one. How do you mean? Really? <laughs> Andy, say something, man. <laughs> Why I've got to say, yeah. man. I'm not FPR. I've got nothing to say, bro. I'm just, I'll see you next season. <laughs> yo, 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 but Andy, Pulisic to Liverpool. What's your, what are you saying about that? What's your, what are you saying about that? Bro, I'm seeing my team link with a Bappe, Charmaine to Pulisic and, and dead Donnies, bro. It's <laughs> worse as the summer progresses, man. Brother, I just hope it's a nasty rumour because I don't want to see Pulisic anywhere near my team, man. Jake, what are you telling us, man? Pulisic out hey, or not? Nah? Captain America is not leaving this club. There's, <laughs> there's no way. Whether or not Chelsea fans want him to leave is a different story. But you can't imagine American owners about to go on a pre-season tour going to sell that asset. Just... It ain't happening. You've got no worries on that, Drew. 100%. Fair. Hopefully, man. All right, boys. It's been a pleasure. We'll catch you lot next week with another episode of The Barbara. It's been a pleasure coming back. Ah, it's been a while since I've hosted. It's good to see my boys. Um, no Arsenal to stress me out for a while, so things are good. Yeah. Catch you next week, guys. Peace. 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 Hey, Kyle.